Welcome to the Friday Five, a series in which we cover five stories in health and science research over the previous week that you may have missed. There are plenty of controversies and ethical issues in science, and we get into many of them in our online magazine. But there are also lots of stories to be excited about, and this news roundup is focused on scientific work to give you a therapeutic dose of inspiration headed into the weekend. First up in the Friday Five, scientists at the University of Tokyo may have found an important weapon against cancer, artificial DNA. The scientists used chemicals to make DNA that is biologically the same as natural DNA. Shaped like a hook, this DNA is designed to give cancer the hook because it's been made to recognize telltale signs of cancer that previous therapies have had a hard time recognizing. For example, another therapy called CAR-T removes immune cells from people, makes changes to those cells so they're better at spotting cancer cells, and then the cells get injected back into the patients. Although CAR-T has been effective in some blood cancers, like leukemia, it doesn't work as well for solid tumors, because with these tumors, it's harder to identify the cancer cells, and completely healthy cells get attacked too. But the artificial DNA may be a step ahead, using a different approach. The key is that it's made so that it focuses on certain RNA molecules called MER21, which cancer cells make lots of copies of. The fake DNA is really good at spotting MER21, and when it does so, it throws itself into the MER21, becoming one with it forming long strands that the immune system sees as a threat. With the immune system's alarm bells now ringing, the cancer cells get ganged up on, leading to their swift death. The Tokyo team reported that their artificial DNA worked against human cancer cells in the lab, including cervical and breast cancer. The research results are promising, although much work remains to be done to test the efficacy and safety of this approach. Next up, how often do you stop to reflect on your values? I've seen research on the benefits of practicing gratitude, but a study announced this week caught my eye because it focused on a different type of reflection. Philosophers and linguists at Cardiff and Bath Universities in England got over 300 people to have a debate about whether parents should have to pay tuition for education. But before the arguing began, half the participants were told to spend some time writing down their most sacred values in life. And then the researchers watched how the people behaved really closely as the debate unfolded. Among the people who did the writing exercise, about 61% of them were more friendly, open to finding compromises and respecting others' opinions, compared to those who didn't write down their values beforehand. Researchers think this could be an important part of the solution to all the polarization we've seen on social media and in politics in recent years. Numerous polls have showed that Americans in particular have lost trust in government, education, and other institutions that used to involve getting us to think more often about our values and beliefs. In the recent study, people's most commonly cited values included everyone having the right to be treated equally and safely, as well as having the freedom to act and think for oneself. The researchers believe their findings give reason for optimism to show that if we reflect on our values more often, and maybe especially if we do it before using social media, our behavior online would be less arrogant and more productive. They even speculate there are ways for companies to nudge people to reflect on their values when they visit their favorite social media sites. Other important research on social media came out recently from Ohio State, where communication researchers published a study in PNAS Nexus, finding that social media doesn't necessarily have to involve fake news spreading like wildfire. Whether it does might depend on the design of the social network that you're using. We've all heard about mis- and disinformation traveling faster online than the plain old facts. This has been confirmed by research. A study by MIT professors in 2018 found that false reports on Twitter did spread faster than real news. 
But Ohio State's new research looked at a different social channel. They focused on the Reddit site and found that articles posted on Reddit that had been approved as accurate by fact-checkers like PolitiFact got many more likes, or what Reddit calls upvotes, than the BS posts. Plus, the true posts averaged almost 1,000 comments, whereas the bogus ones got just 581 comments. What explains the difference between the two websites? One theory is that people on Reddit are just more engaged in thinking critically about the content that's being shared which may be because the site is designed to encourage lots of long posts and conversations versus how Twitter is all about shorter, punchier messages. Plus, Reddit may have a better system of watchdogs and monitoring to catch and shut down fake news. That's somewhat easier on Reddit because it's a much smaller community of users compared to Twitter. But still, the researchers think their findings are great news for social media's potential. And next up, scientists have developed a new gel that doctors could inject if you get injured and make an important difference in how fast you recover. Bioengineers and physicians at the University of California, San Diego, tested the gel in mice and large animals and found that it speeds up the repair of damaged cells and tissues. The gel could be especially helpful after heart attacks. The research team started by taking a type of gel that's made almost entirely of water, called hydrogel, that had already been shown to be safe to inject into blood. They put this hydrogel through a special filter that kept only the tiniest particles while taking out the bigger ones. They got the gel to be super sterile by putting it through dialysis, then freeze-dried it, and because that wasn't pure enough, they added sterile water as the finishing ingredient. They knew the gel could be important for limiting damage from heart attack because it can get through the blood vessels and into the spaces between cells, infusing the tissues. It's been known for a while that gaps between cells open up during and after a heart attack. But when they studied the gel in pigs, the scientists reported in Nature Biomedical Engineering that the gel actually closed the gaps, which goes a long way toward cutting down on inflammation and accelerating the healing of blood vessels. Without these kinds of interventions, after a heart attack, scar tissue develops, so related muscles don't work as well, and it can lead to heart failure. The gel is especially promising because it's so easy to inject, and the FDA is now reviewing a request to study the biomaterial in humans. That means research in people could start as soon as a year from now. Last up in the Friday Five, a commonly prescribed medicine for blood pressure could protect your health as you get older, even if you don't have high blood pressure. That's what a research team at the University of Liverpool found when looking at various animals, both young and old. The animals got a hypertension medicine called romenidine. Those that got the drug lived longer, with boosts in a number of important markers of health. Other drugs have had similar effects, but the advantage here is that because romanidine has been widely prescribed for a while, we already know that it's safe for humans. In a way, this echoes observations about metformin, another drug that might offer some benefit for healthier aging. We know it's safe because it's been around for decades as a treatment for diabetes patients and prediabetics. The researchers think that romanidine has benefits in a way that's similar to cutting down on food intake or calorie restriction, which has been shown to improve health and even lifespan in animals. But of course, swallowing a pill involves a lot less hangriness. The scientists noted that healthier aging could pay important dividends as the average age of populations across the world is only going to continue increasing. As always, you can find links to each study I've discussed this week in the show notes. And please check out the Leaps.org magazine online, where you can learn about the latest and most important challenges and developments in science. Such as this week, an article on how a few doctors and hospitals are leading the way to make healthcare delivery more sustainable for the environment. Overall, the Leaps.org platform looks at innovations through the lens of rational optimism. You can find out what to be concerned about, but we also tell you which scientific breakthroughs are giving reason for excitement. 
Thanks for listening to the Friday Five and have a great weekend.